Foundation of Medina del Campo, Chapter 1, from the Book of the Foundations, written by St. Teresa of Avila and translated from the Spanish by the Reverend John Dalton. This is a Discerning Hearts recording, read by Chris McGregor. I lived five years in the convent of St. Joseph of Avila after it was founded, and it appears to me now that these were the most quiet years of my life, the tranquility and calmness of which my soul has oftentimes longed for. About this time, some young ladies entered to take the habit whom the world, to all appearance, had already held captives, if one might judge by their fine dress and frivolity. But our Lord soon removed them from these vanities by drawing them to his house and endowing them with such great perfection that I was much confused thereat. Their number amounted to thirteen, which I had determined not to exceed. I was much delighted in living among such pure and holy souls, for all their care was to serve and praise our Lord. His divine majesty sent us there everything necessary, without asking. Whenever we were in want, which was but seldom, their joy was the greater. I praised our Lord in seeing such heroic virtue, and especially their indifference about everything relating to the body. I, who was their superioress, never remembered to have been troubled with any thought in this matter, because I firmly believed that our Lord would not be wanting to those who had no other wish but how to please him. And if sometimes there was not provision enough for all, Upon my saying that those only who stood most in need should partake of it, each one considered herself not to be such, and thus the food remained till God went sufficient for all. With regard to the virtue of obedience, which I value so much, though I knew not how to practice it till these servants of God taught me, and if I possessed any virtue, I should not be ignorant of it, I could mention many things which I here saw in them. One at present offers itself to me, which is this. Being one day in the refectory, a few cucumbers were given to us at our meal. A very small one, which was rotten inside, fell to my share. Appearing not to be aware of this, I called one of the sisters who had more judgment and talent than the others, and to try her obedience, I told her to go and set that cucumber in a little garden that we had. She asked me whether she should plant it straight down or sideways. I said, sideways. And immediately she did so, without the thought once occurring that it was impossible to prevent it from decaying. But her esteem for obedience so captivated her natural reason in the service of Christ as to make her believe the thing was quite proper. It once happened that I imposed on a sister six or seven different offices, which she undertook without saying a word, thinking it possible to perform them all. We had a well containing very bad water, according to the report that those who tried it, which I wished to have conveyed by a pipe to our house, thinking if once the water could be made to flow, it might serve us for drink. But this appeared to be impossible, as the well was very deep. However, I called in some skillful workmen, to see what they could do, but they laughed at me as if I wished to throw money away. 
Thereupon, I asked the sisters what they thought about the matter. One said that the work should be attempted. Another said, since our Lord gives us food, will he not give us someone to bring us water? It would be necessary for his majesty to give it to us in our house, and thus he will not fail to do it. Seeing the great faith and resolution with which she spoke, I considered the matter quite certain, and therefore, contrary to the wish of the person I employed, who knew what kind of water was in the well, I ordered the work to be done. And our Lord was pleased that we should obtain a current of water, good and sufficient for us to drink, which we now possess. I do not consider this a miracle, for I could relate many other things. But I only wish to show the great faith these sisters possess since the circumstances happen just as I have related it. And moreover, it is not my chief intention to commend the nuns of this convent, all of whom, through the goodness of our Lord, continue to this day in the same way, and to write on these and many other matters would occupy too much space, though not without profit, since those who may after are often animated to imitate them. But if our Lord be pleased that these things should be known, the superiors may command the prioress to publish them. I live then among these angelic souls, for such they appear to me, because they concealed no imperfection from me, however interior it might be. And the favors, the ardent desires, and detachment from worldly things which our Lord gave them were very great and enormous. Solitude was their joy, and they have accordingly assured me that they were never tired of being alone, and that it was quite a torment to them when anyone, even their own brothers, came to see them. She who had the most time to remain in a little hermitage we had in the garden esteemed herself the most happy. When I was considering the great value of these souls and the courage which God gave them, beyond that of women, to suffer and to serve him, I thought many times that the riches which our Lord endowed them were given for some great end. That, however, never came into my thoughts, which afterwards happened. For then it appeared to me a thing impossible, as I could see no grounds even to imagine what was to come. And in the meanwhile, as time went on, my desires increased more and more to be instrumental in doing some good to any souls. And thus it appeared as if my soul were bound, and often I seemed like one that had a great treasure to guard, and who was desirous that all should share in it, and yet my hands seemed tied so as to prevent me from distributing it. Thus my soul seemed bound, for the favors which God bestowed on me in these years were very great, and all appeared to be ill-bestowed upon me. But I endeavored to please the Lord with my poor prayers, and always labored with the sisters that they might do the same and be jealous for the good of souls and for the extension of the church, and whoever conversed with them were always edified. This helped to satisfy my great desires. After four years, or maybe a little more, a religious of the Order of St. Francis came to see me. His name was Fra Alfonso Maladonado, a great servant of God, having the same desires as myself for the good of souls. 
but he was able to accomplish them, for which I envied him extremely. As he had not long come from India, he began to tell me how many millions of souls were lost there for want of instruction. And he gave us a sermon on the subject, exhorting us to do penance, and then departed. I became so distressed at the loss of so many souls that I could not contain myself. And I went to one of our hermitages, and there, with many tears, cried to our Lord, beseeching him to give me the means whereby I might be able to gain some souls to his service, since the devil carried away so many, and that my prayers might be of some avail, for I was good for nothing more myself. I envy those greatly who, for the love of God, were able to spend themselves in this work, though they should suffer a thousand deaths. And thus it happens that when we read in the lives of the saints how they converted souls, this excites within me more devotion, more tenderness and envy than all the martyrdoms they suffered. And this is a feeling our Lord has given me, thus showing me that he values one soul which we gain through his mercy by our prayers more than all the services we can do him. One night, while I was in prayer with this great pain, our Lord presented himself to me in the manner he was accustomed, and showing me much affection, as if he wished to console me, he said, Wait a little, daughter, and thou shalt see great things. These words remained so fixed in my heart that I could not drive them from me. And though I could not conjecture nor see any ground to imagine what they meant, though I thought much on the matter, yet I was greatly consoled and felt certain the words would come true, but by what means never entered my imagination. And thus another year passed, and what afterwards happened I shall now relate.